0: Everybody. Welcome to our show. I'm Liz. And I'm Taylor. This is a podcast for and about the town we love. And now we're talking Darien.
1: Hello and welcome. Today is October 18th. And today, after two weeks of political candidate interviews, we're shifting gears, talking with a small business owner here in town, Ken Scovron of Darien Cheese and Fine Foods, located in Goodwives
0: Shopping Plaza. And I have to say I'm looking forward to this because I really do love the cheese shop. That's funny. I do too, Taylor. I love the cheese shop. And I've actually been in town for 10 years. and I only recently discovered it it in the last two years. Um, So it's it's definitely one of my favorite stores in town. And beyond just them having really a unique, amazing product, which I hopefully will get into with them here. um, Coming to the holidays, I'm also curious to just talk about challenges of running a small town business. Sure, Um, You know, and and where America's, you know, in its toughest climate these days, you know, short staffing, supply chain issues, demands on brick and mortar. um, I want to hear what he has to say. So I think we should grab some wine. Done. So we can (laughs) talk some cheese. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Okay.
1: Ken, thank you so much for coming in this morning.
2: My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, we're so happy. We've been hoping to do this for a while now. I'm glad that we yeah. finally got it done. <laughs> a
2: couple of obstacles and hurdles before we oh, yeah, finally yeah. got here we today. Bloods, we got all we sorts of stuff. It. Exactly. Yeah. I feel
0: awesome. like supply issues, too. I feel like you didn't have, like, drivers. Yeah.
2: Stuff. No, it's been crazy. So it's tell me, of...
0: you've been open since when?
2: 19, uh, the store's been there since 1967. I've owned it for the past 35 years.
0: Wow, 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen times like they are right now? Never. No, this oh, is crazy. Really? Yeah. Why?
2: Just because of uh, COVID, you know, and the the impact that it's had on our on our on, on all industries, really, but you know, on, on our industry of you know, getting the product here in good condition because we're dealing with a perishable product. And so then once it gets here, um, when there's been many delays up into a month, month and a half, two months, three months, and then when it finally gets here, evaluating the product and making sure that it's saleable and good, uh, and then just getting it to our door. And if the, the, you know, the companies don't have drivers, we elect to just, you know, bite the bullet and go down and pick it up because it is it is perishable and every day, you know, time's ticking. and cheese is ripening—it's a living product, and we've just got to get our hands on it and sell it, you know, or evaluate it and, and you know and figure out where we stand. Well,
0: then who's we that's picking up that slack, right? With your small myself business, myself
2: and Fred—you know, the guy that works for me—and so yeah. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. that you, Fred, and your wife, right? Well, yeah,
2: Tori. Tori stays in the shop. She's not—you know—she's not, you know, she's not <laughs> the best truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the
0: road. <laughs> but, I mean,
2: a she two, can learn to be. I guess
1: <laughs> two or three months delay. Like, what's yeah. causing that?
2: It's um, the loading of the containers in Europe. Uh, the um, uh, the, the the they they get over here the ships and they're stacked up in the harbors and you know out in the ocean. If you go out off of Long Island, you look there's a you know just a huge you know parade of uh, you know shipping vessels standing out there with you know containers on them because they can't unload them in the ports because there's a you know there's a work sh- you know, there's a uh, help shortage because they you know guys got incentivized to stay home and to not work and um, so uh, they were on twelve hour shifts where they're normally twenty four. There's less, there's less workers, there's less people to unload the containers and move the merchandise around, less people, less truck drivers to pick up the, you know, the merchandise at the containers and bring them to the bonded warehouses, then bring them to the distributors. So the whole supply chain has been, you know, disrupted and you're dealing with just a lot of, um, I call it, you know, the COVID syndrome, you know, people are kind of just halfway checked out kind of thing. So it's kind of scary.
1: So how does that position you coming into the holiday season?
2: Well, we've, you know, I saw this coming, you know, for the past year and, and you know, in late spring with delays starting already, I said, you know, we're going to have to take a very aggressive stance here and really start um, ordering in advance and stockpiling stuff. So we've been stockpiling since July, wow. easy, you know, on all of our big format cheeses, our, our Goudas, our Parmigianos, our Gruyere's, our Swiss, like our how? Cheddars. It's and not so a risk, though? To it's that. a huge risk, absolutely, you know. But, like, you know, the thing is... The They, you know, these types of things do age well and they get better with age if they're handled properly, like
0: a woman can
2: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) no doubt, (laughs) no arguments here. Good job, my goodness. (laughs) So, So, yeah, so you're
0: stockpiling now for yeah,
2: we've been stockpiling and we're in pretty good shape. And I, you know, have a couple of big loads to take in this week, and um, you know. So we, we should be pretty well situated, um, and now to find out when we're going to place orders just to kind of top ourselves off, the merchandise isn't there. Oh, so, cow. yeah. So, so where do you store it? I have, a, um, uh, I have a cellar in my house, which I have a, a very large walk-in refrigerator where I, I store and age a lot of my cheeses down there.
0: What are we talking? Like, you know, a couple pounds, 50 pounds? No, we're
2: talking a good couple of tons. Tons. <laughs> oh, tons. easy. Yeah. Talking in tons. Yeah.
1: Holy cow. Now, you guys also, you use that. I know you mentioned that story about using your at home walk in refrigerator to store your cheese when the power went out last summer, right? Correct.
2: Yeah. And when the, yeah, that we lost. Um, we lost our power with the hurricane last year, and so we had to take everything that was perishable in the shop, put it in our cars with the air conditioning on, and drive it up to the house. And we were out of power at our house as well, so Holy I have cow. a little Honda generator oh that was gosh. powering our walk-in refrigerator. That was our, you know, savior, you know, to keep that. But box did you running. literally
0: move tons of cheese?
2: It was it was at least a couple tons of cheese that we moved from the store oh up my to my God. house. Yeah, yeah. like wow.
0: Well, I, I go back to this the stockpiling, like so, like. With this uh, the supply demand catch up like is isn't like, I mean this, with the supply demand blockage or you know, what are they calling it supply demand imbalance imbalance yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. bottleneck you, <laughs> the bottleneck yeah, yeah that's a good word for it I feel like prices are yeah. going up right so how do no you know
2: no doubt about it you know so yeah resources are harder to come by they're not going to be selling as much merchandise so they're going to raise price uh, prices to offset that essentially yeah. um and you know it's um you know just raw materials look at the price of pork you know look at the price of bacon and all the things that you know what everything's milk, going even up to milk at the grocery stores. absolutely uh, no question about it
0: so how do you what do you do to that like so you i get the sense from you that you pride yourself on your shopping consistency right you have to be raising prices at some point, or do you, how do you? Fight well,
2: that? you know the the idea of you know taking an aggressive approach and stockpiling, where I'm I'm buying before the price. I anticipate the price increases, so I I bought in at you know the old price, and so and so we can hold our prices, you know, as far as it goes, you know, through the holiday season. Wow! Again, um, and uh, you've
1: done
0: that before. You we've said, we've right? been
2: down that road before for sure. With, so when the tariffs hit, you know, three years ago, um, we had to do the same thing essentially. Well, I mean,
0: I want to go into say I, I want to ask. About, you know, talk about your cheese and the quality there and that. But before I even do that, you know, I'm curious what it's like to be a small business owner in Connecticut.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, or we're, in, in, in we're, area. We're, we're fortunate. I mean, we're in Fairfield County. Um, we know the store has been since, since there since 1967. And so, um, you know, we've got a long established clientele. Number one, um, people in this area are well-traveled and educated and they appreciate the type of product that we have. And so, um, it's a natural for this area. There's no two ways about it, but it's, it's, you know, it's, a, but that said, it's a you know it's a demanding area you know people in this area expect a lot um, as far as it goes a lot of people yeah. can go into the city and they can buy things in the city and they they want you know top shelf top quality if they're spending good money and so we have to provide that
0: right but so, but and you you gave me some I asked you like how do you measure the metric of a Chisha how do you know like your success and you.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I, well, I've I've been a retailer for you know I've been doing this for forty seven years. So you know we you know I've I've managed opened uh, for many stores and, and over that period of time, and we. Um, you know, we—I just know the the volume that we sell and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the that we're moving through the store. That we're, you know, one of the one of the top three you know stores in the country that sell these types of special cheeses. And so, you know, there's there's really no metrics or you know business plan. There might be for some people, but there's not for me. I'm not. I'm just. I don't go yeah. by numbers. I go by feel and and you know by um, you know just uh, how, you know how it's you know how it's working with the customer and and what you know what they're happy with and you know.
0: I mean, that's amazing, Taylor, if you think about that, like this little small shop here in Darien is doing that kind of volume in the whole country. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Let's (laughs) talk about what makes them so special. What what do you focus on? How do you describe the inventory that you choose for your shop?
2: Yeah, our, our our cheeses are are essentially um, handmade cheeses. You know, they're not conventional cheeses. They're not you know cheeses that you normally find in a supermarket. Uh, they're made by individuals. Um, they really represent a country, a culture, a region. Um, you know, and and that's these are the small handmade you know specialty specialty cheeses. There's the you know Jarlsbergs and the the Goudas and the Beamsters and all the kind of, kind of big supermarket stuff. But our cheeses are not that. Um, so they're they're more unique and. Um, they need more care to sell because they are, you know, unique. They, they taste a bit differently than a lot of the conventional cheeses do. Uh, there's batch-to-batch variation within these cheeses because they are handmade. You know, there's cheeses, unlike wine, you know, cheese has 365 vintages a year. It's made every day. So you know, there's a lot of variation, and so you know, when you come into our store, you know, you're always given a sample because each batch or each wheel may be a little bit different, kind of thing. So yeah, I love you,
0: that you give the samples.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And that, <laughs> thank and that, you and, for yeah, bringing yeah, one yeah, with yeah, you today. Yeah, absolutely, my pleasure. Yeah, yeah. I true. don't go anywhere without my cheese. There. <laughs> <You
0: know>. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Lucky for us. I know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, you know, our listeners can't get this this aspect of it, the 3D aspect here, which you brought in this specialty cheese in the room is waft. It's beautiful. It's a small. Yeah. You know, yeah. this thing's got to be four inches wide but yeah. the room we're in it's filling up it yeah. smells like heaven in here yeah. if you're a cheeseburger I mean I, and right. I could do this all day long so can you tell us about what you even brought and absolutely why? yeah sure because I want this to be a sample of like what you kind of
2: absolutely curate. so number one why it has such great a room is because the milk is number one not pasteurized so it's a living product and it's a cheese which is a washed rind cheese which is mean the, the bacteria uh, on the outside of the cheese is uh, more of aggressive smelling uh, bacteria so it gives it a, a fuller bodied flavor uh, this is probably the most celebrated seasonal cheese on the planet it's called Vacheron Mundor it's made in Switzerland and essentially it's a snapshot of what the the milk is this time of year in Switzerland in this region and so uh, the milk is normally used throughout the year to make Gruyere cheeses large 75 pound wheel uh, cheeses and um, this time of year we um, they're pulling the uh, cows down out of the mountains um, and they're feeding them the uh, fresh dry cut hay so they're not eating uh, grass which has a lot of water in it which gives them a lot of milk uh, volume so the uh, volume by eating you know, dry food is about half that what you would see throughout the course of the year so it's a thicker richer milk it's higher in fats and proteins and they call that the milk of gold so they celebrate that milk by making this cheese and in that region um, the, the terroir or the region you know um, the the landscape is full of conifers pine trees fir trees things like this and so they celebrate that terroir by basically aging the cheeses in this spruce wood box that's made just for that cheese and then with the spruce wood bark that's wrapped around the outside of the cheese to help it contain its shape because it gets very soft and runny so it's a very soft creamy thick rich cheese and it's a great celebration cheese you know for autumn and for the holiday season it's great with champagne white. Chevrolet.
0: I love that. Yes, that's seasonal. Yeah. It's, it's, ro- a, it's
2: a very romantic cheese, too. I, it was my first day cheese, always, kind of thing. So. Really?
0: <laughs> now now we're this, getting
1: somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I love the story that comes with each yeah. one of these. I mean, yeah. the last time I was in there, it was a, it was a different cheese, totally different story. I mean, right. do you have a story about pretty much everything oh, you sell?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, these are, all, it, these are all, you know, different. You know, cheese has got a long history to it. They go back thousands and thousands of years. This cheese has been made since the 1700s, so...
0: That's amazing. So pretty you, cool. I was gonna say, how do you pick that? Like, do you know all these different make? Are these different far, makers, farmers, sure. what do you call them?
2: Yeah, you know, when I started in um, in Greenwich, Connecticut, uh, which was one of the original cheese sh- uh, shops in the country. Um, it was uh, it, it was a family from uh, New York that had a butter and egg store that started in 1860, and after 100 years they moved the store up to Greenwich, Connecticut, and it became a full-fledged imported cheese store. Wow. And so I basically, uh, at age 15, I, I needed to go to work, and I um, I started working in that store. So you know there was sawdust on the floor and wheels of cheese piled to the ceilings, and these guys had a real footprint of how they wanted to operate and what they wanted to do and they you know all the best cheeses from the world came to that store because that was the show place in in the united states for specialty cheeses so that was my education it was a school because it was a franchise that about you know 70 stores throughout the country and so it was a school as well as a store and so that's where i learned my trade in in cheese
0: that's really neat yeah so well i know you Oh, like, he moved you with that story too. Like you went in one day to buy cheese and he told you that, like a story about how like, Oh yeah. A man went up a hill or yeah, like the shepherds were
1: grazing the cattle up the mountain exactly. path and eating, you know, yeah. flowers. And then they were going to, they had like a cauldron, a copper yep. cauldron. Yep. And yep. A, you're I see I was paying attention. <laughs> I, I
2: appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you. But,
1: but I mean, but, it's all fascinating to me. I'm curious when you say you had to go to work at 15, yep. is that a story you're willing to tell us?
2: Yeah, you know, I had a kind of pretty challenged, you know, childhood, and um, my parents were unfortunately um, not well, and so, um, you know, I had to get out there and start working, put clothes in my back and drive a, you know, car and whatever, and so um, I got special papers from the school to go to work half a day and to uh, go to school half a day. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Tell us how you met your wife, Tori.
2: Um, I met her in school. Yeah, yeah, school. High school? (laughs) Uh, It might have been, I think it was great, I think it was junior high school, Yeah. 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 Wow. That's yeah, so we, cool. So yeah, you've been together first, a really long time. Yeah, we've known each other a really long time and then we kinda got together after after school. Um, you know, after we got out of high school and stuff like that. And, you know, um it was yeah, we were both just I don't think dating anyone at the time and I got a call for her from her one day at the cheese shop in Greenwich and she's like, Hey, you know, you wanna get together for a drink? And I was like, Wow, she had been dating this guy for a really long time and then she wasn't and we always kept kinda crushing each other and so Wow Yeah, it was kinda cool. Is so. she
0: the first date cheese? Girl, you reference?
2: She was the first on Door date girl. Ah,
0: <laughs> she got it. Oh. She got the it. so She got the
2: golden cheese. Yeah. Oh,
1: so, so You two seem to have such a, a sweet relationship and working relationship. Yeah. Like being in the shop, working together every yeah. day. That's it's
2: impressive. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. No, it, it takes a lot of you know tolerance on both sides. And um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit crazy, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you not. Know, I'm a little you know possessed about you know the whole thing. And I, I tend to be like my dad was, um, you know, um, a perfectionist. And, you know, I think that's why the shop is as successful as it is, is because we really pay a lot of attention and we, you know, my dad ran a business and, you know, he was a perfectionist and he never had advertised a day in his life. You know, he, um, you know, people were sought, sought him out to do work for them, you know, because he just, just great work. And he, you know, that you just do your best work every day. And that was the work ethic that he taught me. And so that's what, you know, I know that we had to do. We didn't have a lot of money when we opened up, we took our wedding money and we, you know, we put it down in the store and started to run. So, you know, that was just do your best work every day. And little by little, you get there.
0: Well, 30, 30 years later though, you're still going in at five You told us even before this interview, we're here early in the morning, wake up at 4.30 you
2: said? 4.30 every day. Yeah.
0: And so you already went into work before this. Yes. And what, what I you... bought
2: two hours worth of cheese already this morning. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: that's great! So, what does that look like?
2: A lot. <laughs> Bloodshot eyes in the morning, you know, from not yeah. sleeping the night before. Going, oh my god, what am I going to do with all that cheese? Right, you right. Know? And
0: you then, know? don't you have to go back though on like on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays? You said you go and you inspect. So pieces?
2: right. So in my in my house, I have the, uh, the cellar where I age the cheeses, and so the cellar has to be cleaned, The cheeses have to be washed, uh, maintained, and cared for, and you know, keep going in a healthy direction as they're aging because. Because they just don't put them on the shelf and let them sit there. They have to be really cared for. Cheese is a living thing. It grows molds on the outside, you know, and good and bad molds as far as it goes. And uh, they have to be washed and maintained and and just kept going in the right direction so that they taste the best when they hit our counter in the store.
1: Well that That's precision it. and and discipline and cleanliness is obvious to me when I walk in the Thank store you. it's like Thank you it's like military precision yeah. it's awesome and these knives to yeah. me <laughs> like that represent you have a collection of knives yeah. in your shop that are all in, they're all unique, right? Correct. And you've designed all of them, right?
2: I, I um, Well, the design, the actual design themselves is uh, these are all regional pocket knives from Italy, from all over Italy, and 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 some other countries as well. And but every region, you know, when you go to Europe, um, a guy. You know, they go hunting and they sit on the tailgate of their truck, or they're sitting on the stone wall, and they pull out their little knife, and it's the knife of their region. It's not from the town over; it's from their town. So every town has a specific look to their knife, and it's the materials that you used uh, in in those knives. And so, when this um, opportunity was afforded to me, I I said this is incredible because I can use part of my creative skills, and I can you know you and I can take you know design my own materials for these knives and have them make them for me because each knife is handmade, custom order essentially well, so and they're this, all this, different this, handles yeah. right so this is a this is a, a knife from abruzzo italy the the style and then um it's made in tuscany and um it uh is the the handles are made by uh, from wine barrel staves which is you know the, you know, the wine barrel uh, wood so they basically carve those down and make them into um into the handles for the knives which i thought was a really cool idea so it's repurposing the wood for the sangiovese wine barrels after they can't use them anymore
1: and the one that I bought was a horn, right? Yeah, you some did kind. A, wait, you,
2: I think you got an ox horn. Yeah, one yeah, of my ox horns. I love ones. it. Yeah, anyway, thanks. I think it's well, such a awesome. neat collection. I'm glad you're enjoying it.
0: Well, and not to stay like uh, stay off cheese for a second, yeah. but you do also produce olive oil and. Some
2: yeah, we're, we're right now. We just started crushing last week in California. Again this year, we bought an entire grove. Crushing? Of,
0: you mean you don't mean like you're crushing it? In California. <laughs> you're literally crushing.
2: <laughs> no, we're or, crushing it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you're crushing it.
0: You're crushing it here. You're crushing it all over the
2: country. <laughs> <laughs> we well, you, you crush olives to make oil. Is what it comes yeah, down yeah, to. Yeah, you're literally same. crushing. We're literally crushing oh, olives, yeah, okay. for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And it's, it, is it, um, it, it's not like a, uh, a farm you have.
2: Is it just one you- No. Eat? So, um, no. Um, it's We have a guy in California that goes around and essentially looks at um, groves of olives and, 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 and olives that could be for sale. And so we we um, we met him last year, and he offered us a grove of olives. Uh, and he, we, he showed us pictures, and he sent us samples. And um, the and I have a friend out there that's been crushing my oil out there for over twenty years. And I asked him to take a ride up there and have a look and see what the olives are about because it's a it's a pretty big investment to buy an entire grove of olives. And so he said these are these are the most you know beautiful olives I've ever seen. It's a great grove. It's all old harvest. You know, it's all old trees. And so. Old Old trees make really, they don't produce a lot of olives, but the ones they do produce are super flavorful and super high quality. Wow. And so we, um, he said, you know, let's do this. And he said, if you can't sell it all, you know, I'll help you. I'll, I'll you know, making some for myself and, you know, we'll, We'll, we'll make it work. And so we, we did, and it was the best oil we ever produced. So that's what I, yours, the um, your oil that I brought you isn't from this crush um, starting last week. It's from the prior year, but it's, it's green, it's fruity, it's rich. And these are all olives that the Spanish missionaries planted when they took, you know, came into California. So wow. they're all old old trees and uh, they're just delicious. I work with several varieties. It's a blend essentially to create a harmonic flavor profile. So it's green, it's fruity, it's rich, it's olivey, it's a bit artichoky, grassy. It's got a lot of different spectrum going on there. So it's good to just kind of put it on your table and dip your bread into it and serve it warm that way.
0: Wow. I mean, it's I'm now officially starving, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> and, I, and I brought I'm you a bottle of our, our 12-year-old balsamico, too, which we, we, I, I aged in a cherry wood barrel for two years. And so we bought it from Modena, Italy in bulk. And then we put it in, uh, I had a bunch of barrels brought over from Slovenia. And we age our own balsamico in the, in the shop as well.
0: Where do you do this? In the back of the shop?
2: Yep. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah.
0: We have room for all that.
2: Yeah. It's Because it's the, the front of the shop. Don't walk into the back of our store. <laughs> yeah. okay. it's, it's, it's a well, lot, that's just, lot going that's on. That's
0: stressing me out, too, the, the flood that came through and knocked you guys out, not to dwell it. stresses
2: you out. Yeah, I mean. Oh I got a pair of hip waders out of it, though. That was just pretty Oh, cool. my gosh. <laughs> hip waders. Because this is the second time it happened. You know, the first time I got there, and um, it was actually in process. The water was rising when I got down to the store. Recently? This? That was, uh, what was that, like two months a month oh, ago? The oh, the one in July. Yeah, exactly Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the one that was Goodwives flooded twice, and so uh, the first flood was when I got down there in the morning. There was about a foot of water, you know, going into the shopping center. And then when I finally picked up Hilda at the train station, the girl that works for us, and got back to the center, there was like three feet of water now, and oh I my. could not get my truck through the water into the center, and the center was completely flooded. And Frederick, my our other employee, was you know standing on the sidewalk with his shoes off and his pants rolled up to his knees, you know, on the Holy sidewalk God. with the water at his ankles. And so it's like, you know, I'm, we're talking on the cell phone. It's like, Fred, how bad is it? And he's like, well, it's up to the door and there's about an inch of water up in the front of the door. And I was like, oh God, I can't get the truck in there. So I drove up to the complete angler Thank God they had a pair of hip up waiters. Up the street. Up oh, the up the street. street yep. You went to yep. a different store. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I got a pair of hip waiters. And uh, that was my Did size. you like stuff
1: all the cheese inside? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah
2: like, <laughs> Thankfully, we didn't get completely flooded that time. We only got about an inch of water coming in the front of the door. And that was it. It wasn't, it was, you know, we didn't get really water in, in the store. But the second flood, we got a foot of water. Holy cow. Yeah.
0: Because I'm just thinking like the product too, as we just talked about, like, you're sitting, like, you don't just lose like that weekend's product or the next week. You're, you lose months, like, yeah. years yeah. almost at this point. It's you
2: can. I mean, after the first flood, though, we were like, you know, get everything up off the floors, you know, at least a foot or two, and because this could happen again, you know, so we did. You know, we we took a lot of precautions. We lost some paper goods and things like that, and you know, some perishable product, not perishable product, but like shelf goods and stuff like that. But you know, it wasn't a major issue. You know, maybe you know, ten grand worth of stuff, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, we were real lucky because we had the store completely cleaned, you know, out and you know, ready to go to you know business the next day. You know, we opened at 10 o'clock.
1: Well, yeah, I'm amazed yeah, at how quickly yeah. you turned that around. It was
2: pretty, you know, everybody came in and really gave it hell. I had to say my team just, just like totally rallied. You know, we had an inch of mud on the floor. The you know, the store was soaking wet. And so we, you know, basically got every, you know, shoveled everything, all the mud out of there, you know, mopped, cleaned, got everything, you know, done, dried the store out and then, you know, washed it down with bleach um, many, many, many times. And then um, got it smelling fresh and clean again, dried it out. And then next morning we were open again. Holy cow. Yeah. I got to know. Yeah.
0: Is stinkier or better? <laughs> 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 Why not?
2: <laughs> Funky's good, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it, probably not on a hot summer day in August, but you know, certainly this time of the year, you know, it's, um, you know, we look towards, you know, more flavorful, more punched and cheeses. You know, we're drinking, we're eating heartier foods. You know, we're doing roasts and we're drinking big red wines and yeah. we're doing all that kind of thing. So
1: now you can't sell wine, right?
2: I tried three times, but the state shot me down. Yeah. Jerry yeah. Wood actually got, was really cool and got me up to the state and we went in front of the, uh, all the big people up there and, you know, that big room where all everybody sits around and a half kind of, right, right. you know, whatever moon. Yeah, it's crazy. Kinda, like a
1: supermarket can sell alcohol now, but you can't. They,
2: they can, well, they can sell beer. Um, uh, they can't sell wine. And that was the big thing. Um, you know, I guess if I went for beer, I could probably have a better chance. But, um, if I was able to sell wine, then the supermarkets were like right on my back, you know, saying, you know, when I got home from the second deposition, um, I got, I got, a, I got an email from the supermarket uh, trade association saying, Ken, we're 100% behind you. Um, please let us know what we can do to help you. It's like, why the hell weren't you at the deposition today? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, if you're that into it, you want to do Thank it. You. Come on, get down and have a voice. You know, but Because was, they
0: want to sell wine too? Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah Exactly. But you,
0: you do the work, Ken. You go out there, you do the work. We'll, we'll be here when it comes to
2: I like that model. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be you, more prevalent. You're the small guy. Yeah. you go, go do that. <laughs> totally.
0: Yeah. Not like your plate is busy enough. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you're a member of the chamber in town, right? Yeah, absolutely, sure. Yeah, it's well, good stuff. why'd you join that?
2: You know, I just want to be a part of the community. Right. And you know, they really bring the merchants together and the community together. And um, it's a healthy thing, you know. It's, a, you know, and, you know, with big box stores coming into the area, um, you know, like we've got Whole Foods, we had Fairway come in and all this stuff. You know, if people can rally together and become more community minded and support small local businesses, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's good for all of Did us. Did you
0: take a hit when Whole Foods came in?
2: Well, I'll tell you an interesting story. When Whole Foods opened up, they had every single piece of cheese that I had ever sold in my store for an entire year. So whatever I had stocked that for the past year, they opened, that was their opening inventory. Holy cow. So they didn't come in to like just, you know, compete with me. They came in to kill me. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: Like they sent a mole into your shop to see what you were doing?
2: Weekly, you know, and some, some, you know, we would know that they were doing, because they take out their iPhones and they're taking pictures in the store. And, you know, if that happens, I, you know, I asked them to leave and, um, but Sometimes you don't even know and you're busy and people are just walking in and they they look like kids to adults to, you know, you don't know who they are and they call them foragers. You know, it's a cool name for ripping you off. You yeah, it does yeah. sound cool. Yeah. So yeah. So that was kind of weird, but you know, we got through it. You know, the people, um, you know, we, we offer such a unique service in that when you walk in, I mean, we know most of our customers by name um we know what you like or you know if you're a new customer you're you're welcomed into the store and we tell you what we're all about and what we're doing you're awful offered, offered samples of cheese you know big box stores can't do that they can't give that kind of service and i think that's you know the, our, our model is so old school and so old fashioned but it's so solid that you just can't beat it and big box stores can't do that and especially today the way everything's going with you know since COVID, a lot of online stuff and you know and, you know whole foods is owned by amazon and it's all online or you know you can't buy that cheese online you know how no, could you explain yeah. that i mean it's not until you taste that cheese that you absolutely understand and smell it. smell it and see exactly. it exactly that's right that's right
1: i mean and there's so much else i mean you're selling sort of the quality of life like you're totally your products are amazing but they go together so beautifully you have some great you know Ceramics in there. Sure. You've got the knives. You've got just the atmosphere, the, right. the intelligence of the staff, like oh, the beauty of the store. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just it's an experience. Yeah, yeah.
2: You have to create an experience. I mean, you know, a huge part of it is the customer service, and, and you absolutely have to have the product. There's no doubt. But when when I you know when I would when I when I was growing up and I would go into stores in New York, the original Dina DeLuca and the Balducci's and Zabar's. You walked into those stores, and it was just like, wow, this is really cool, mm-hmm. right? And there's so much going on, and you're really captivated by the atmosphere. And I knew that that was you know, a big part of what we had to do. So I'm big on the merchandising. Uh, there's no store that puts that amount of cheese out on the floor every day that we do because I want people to be blown away when they walk in my shop. Yeah. you know so that's that's the experience that we create and then you know imagine that one little cheese how it smells but when you walk into our store it's like wow
0: yeah it <laughs>
2: it's like all those cheeses are vibrating you know so
0: I always come for like two or three and I walk out with six I'm Like, gosh yeah. darn it again but I, I go home I'm in heaven this is awesome.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome ching ching
0: yeah it's so great the
1: one thing I think everyone knows about is the the joke is the crack cheese yeah right if you haven't tried it you've got Wait, to try crack it or crack cheese no crack I mean you can Within, explain
2: yeah sure it's 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 a it's an Australian feta that comes in little cubes that's ma- marinated in a roasted garlic oil, with a little bit of black peppercorn and thyme, and um, it's absolutely delicious. It's just it's magical, really. I mean, I'm not I've never sold a feta or a cheese like that in my life that people became so addicted to. It's it's just it's delicious. It's it's wonderful, and you could so many things you could do with it. You could just eat it as it is. You could put it in salads. You could smash it up with the olive oil and make a spread out of it. Toss it in pasta. Tori's been tossing it in with pasta with our pesto now or a red sauce and it's delicious, you know, kind oh, of thing. Wow. So, Cow. Yeah, it's it's crazy good. Yeah.
0: It's too bad a Monday. I'd, be, <laughs> I'd follow you back to the shop, Ken. <laughs> I'm
2: going back afterwards. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're you're closed on Mondays? Oh, yeah. And yeah. But open the other six days a week?
2: Um, not six. We're open on... Um, uh, Tuesday through uh, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Got, it.
0: You got it. I know yeah. at, at Christmas time around the holidays, there's a line around the block. You guys move people through too. It goes quick, but there's a yeah, line around yeah. the block.
2: That's the thing. You know, it's just, I, I say every year, you know, when is this going to stop? Because, you know, uh, people can go to so many other places now, no. you know, how long are they going to be or want to stand in line at a store? But they do every year. Yeah. You know, it's I'm so happy to year. hear that. Yeah, thank you. We are too. You have earned you know, it. That's it's actually amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: I love the partnerships you've had too. We heard about you with the butcher shop and yeah, like who else was it?
2: Flour, water, salt, bread. It's been yeah. a great partner. Yeah, Sono baking yet, company. Yeah. 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 Rob's a great guy. I mean, they all are. I mean, it's just. You know, when I started here 35 years ago, there were no stores around like that. You know, so to have these types of quality food people in our area and in our town doing what they're doing, it's just, it's awesome. I want to know. see
1: you guys all working together. I just love it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly very what cool. we're all about. And they're gra-
2: exactly. And you are great guys. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, you are a phenomenal member of this community. I'm so uh, glad to have met you and so glad you. to have you in this town so I can buy some of that crack cheese yeah. <laughs> crack well, we
2: love having <laughs> you thank you I appreciate yeah. uh-huh. it thanks.
1: well thanks for all the gifts you brought today and we will uh, we'll be in again very soon I look yeah. forward to it thanks so much yeah. for having me today see you this week cheers <laughs> <All right. laughs>
2: bye